Welcome to School Days, help for moms and dads of school-aged kids. I'm Danita Bailey. And I'm David Bailey. Today our show is about bullying. An estimated 160,000 U.S. children miss school every day because of fear of attack or intimidation by other students. And did you know that 75% of school shootings have been linked to bullying? Bullying has evolved over the years. It's a lot different now because of uh, all the evolution in tech. Um, and so now children aren't just subjected to it on the playground and between classes, but it follows them home through cell phones and social media. And 35% of kids have been threatened online. Yeah, I know this is a very um, sensitive topic. And I know that this has impacted a lot of people over the years. I know, I know I've, imp- I've been impacted by it when I was young. Um, and so I'm excited to come alongside um, our families today and just really dig in and, and help to work through this. I know this is uh, an issue across many different, you know, all over the country. So we're really excited to get into this today. Yeah, and actually, we already have a caller. We're going to answer this and then put her on hold just a little bit. Hi, caller. Can you give us just a second? We are um, just finishing up the intro, and we'll get right to you. So before we go any further, we want to say it does take a village. If you hear a great parenting tip or nugget of advice, share that with your parent friends. Facebook it, Instagram it, tweet it. Link it in, and when you do that, add the hashtag School Days Show and hashtag I Am School Days. And also, we want you to be a part of the show. So if you have any questions or comments, give us a call at 214-431-5062. All right, so let's get right into it. Um, and call, we'll be right with you in just a second. I'd like to introduce Amy Friend. Uh, she is a licensed clinical social worker, and she received her bachelor's and master's bachelor's in psychology and master's in social work from the University of Texas at Arlington. Uh, she's a certified special education teacher, and she has been a behavior teacher in Grand Prairie ISD. Uh, she has provided therapy, therapeutic services for over 15 years in schools, psychiatric hospitals, private homes. Juven- juvenile justice, justice system, I'm having some issues here today, <laughs> and <laughs> intensive outpatient programs and practices with all ages and needs. Uh, Amy enjoys helping people grow into their full potential. She believes the individual has within them the ability to live their best life, but often needs someone to coach them through the obstacles. Uh, she considers it an honor to counsel and it is a privilege that she does not take lightly. So, Amy, we are so glad you're here today. Thank you for being with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. And we also today have Samia Middleton. And Samia is a native of Fort Worth, Texas. She graduated from Dunbar High School for the School of Engineering in 1998. She received her Bachelor's of Arts in Corporate Communications from the University of Houston whoop, whoop, in <laughs> 2003 and received a Master's of Education degree in the School of Counseling in 2009. Miss Middleton has been an educator for 17 years, seven as a teacher and 10 as a school counselor. Her passion is to assist children to becoming empathetic, well-educated, well-rounded adults and help educate parents on how to raise children in this technology-driven age. So thank you so much for joining us, Samia. And we're actually going to go to our caller. I hope our caller is still there. Caller? I don't think so. We took too long. (laughs) All right, we'll call back if if you have the opportunity. So let's jump right in. I'd like for one of you guys to define bullying. I feel like this is a word that's kind of thrown around a lot. I know that my kids misuse it quite a bit. Like uh, my daughter came home and said that somebody said she didn't like her hair the the way she had it, and she called that bullying. So define bullying for us. There's so many definitions out there, but I think the main thing for bullying that jumps out to me is that it's an imbalance of power mm-hmm. um, that someone puts on another person, and then also it's repetitive. Um, and it's you know it's hard to talk about the definition of bullying because I think um, we are having an issue with a lot of uh, just being mean, name mm-hmm. calling, teasing, and what happens is as it goes over time, I'm then it develops into that, into bullying. 
Mm-hmm. So I think that to me, what jumps out with bullying is that that person has an imbalance of power. They have something over that person, and then also it's on a repetitive level. It's not just happening one time. Someone hurts your feelings. It's like on a on a whole another level. Right. Mm-hmm. I think too, it has a lot to do with the effect it has on the person mm-hmm. uh, being bullied. Um, you know, some kids just have thicker skin and they have personalities where they just kind of banter back and forth. But I think you really have to look at the way it's affecting uh, the people that you're around. And so kids that are bullied, typically uh, for some adults, it may not seem like bullying, but the impact it's having on them is very much uh, bullying. And the impact I'm talking about is, you know, very low self-esteem, fear is really big. Uh, anxiety, high anxiety, it's affecting their ability to function. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. And how common is it? Very. Very common. Yeah. I mean, I, I get reports every day. But mm-hmm. but when you say common, I mean, when you're talking about a true bullying situation, um, I'm very thankful that I'm in the school district that I'm in because we do have a system set up where it is a actual step process to – um, someone when they report that and it's truly happening like and it's affecting them socially emotionally mm-hmm. then we have a process to actually investigate that um, but I think um, it there's a bigger problem than just bullying it's it's like you are there are kids that are growing up that are having these anxiety issues that are having these um, self-confidence issues and um, it's causing a lot of other the students that don't have those issues are becoming overbearing mm-hmm. and they are saying and doing things that's that are not appropriate mm-hmm. so it's kind of uh, the thing that I'm working on at school as a counselor my job is to be proactive in that and to recognize that within the classrooms and try to you know voice what it is truly like you know, put it out there, and then we talk about those things and role play and, th- you know, stuff like mm-hmm. that. But being assertive is a huge thing. Um, I think that's one of the things that I like to practice when I do um, t- counseling with my students for those that are having low self-esteem issues is trying to help them be- become more assertive, voice what they feel, like how they feel um, to that person that is doing the wrong things to them. Um, because sometimes they just walk away and they carry that, you know, mm-hmm. with them. Right. I think the culture mm-hmm. plays a lot into it. The culture at school, uh, the different environments the kids are in. If you have, uh, you know, like you just pointed out, if you have staff and teachers and counselors that are on top of it and it is not tolerated, then you see a lot less bullying. But it really has a lot to do with kind of the culture of the environment that the child is in. And that goes for home. That goes for school. Um, It can also go into extracurricular activities Mm -hmm. and friend groups. Mm -hmm. But it really is about what is tolerated. Mm -hmm. If kids think that they can get away with it, they will. Speaking of friend groups, can a friend be a bully? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that happens more often than not because it's a person that you thought you could trust that is constantly either using Mm -hmm. you for some reason Mm -hmm. or um, just actually treating you wrong Mm -hmm. and you don't realize that's not really a friend. Mm -hmm. You know, you thought that was a friend, but that's not really a friend. Tends to happen more with girls. There's the girl drama we all hear about. Mean girls. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, It does happen. It tends to happen more with girls, but there's a lot of that uh, online uh, as well. So the social media has really opened the door to kind of the friend bullying. People will be friends, but... Uh, they will bully each other online, social media, it's more anonymous. And so, you know, it's not a face-to-face thing. But then there's also different friend groups that can kind of evolve into hierarchy. And Mm. so you have some that really will kind of bully, but they're kind of the leaders. You know, think Mm -hmm. of Mean Girls. Mean Mm -hmm. Girls is a great example. And then maybe there's some that follow along with that. There's a lot of good kids out there that are bullying Uh, because of the influence and the fact like I said that it's in the culture and it's tolerated and you know they they don't want to get bullied and so sometimes they think well if I can join in even though normally they wouldn't right they feel like they're saving themselves from being bullied yes it's got that that crowd um herd effect yeah where you know, you don't want to be the one left out or the one, you know, that ends up being teased. So you just right. kind of join in right. with whatever else mm-hmm. everybody else is doing. But see, privately, 
the two of you could be friends mm -hmm. and would be friends. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, what uh, can you give some examples of the of some of the reasons that kids get bullied? What are the things that kids or the stories you've heard personally mm -hmm. at school and in your sessions I mean, not names of course but right. you know but just you know what are the examples of you know reasons why kids are truly but you know we're looking at our definition here mm -hmm. like what are some examples of why they're getting bullied mm -hmm. who's um, most at risk I think the ones that are most at risk are the ones that have those true um, self-esteem issues and they also have a long-term I hate to say this, but a victim type mentality. Mm -hmm. um, in the schools, I hear, oh, you know, my child has been bullied since second grade. It's been going on since second grade, and it's going on again. And it's different students that are bullying their, their child. And so I often think about, okay, what is going on? Not to say that it's right for what was happening to right. that student mm -hmm. at all. What I'm saying is, what is going on with your child that is causing them to be so affected by the things that are happening? And so I like to try to dig deep with those students to figure out how can I get them to be more assertive, to uh, voice their concerns quicker to the correct people, you know, give them options on how to handle those things before it becomes a bigger problem. Because sometimes it starts very, very small. Um, Another issue is cyberbullying, and um, that's becoming a huge issue. And right. I think it starts off a friend kind of thing. They get in chat rooms, and um, and I'm sorry, but there are hidden chat rooms and all these friendly apps, my own daughter included. Um, mm -hmm. I've had to monitor her phone usage mm -hmm. to make sure that she is doing the right thing with her phones because the apps start off very friendly, like musically, right. but then there's these chat rooms where they're chatting with each other, and then all of a sudden, it's a huge ordeal going on at home, and then it comes to school. Because, of course, if things are happening at home, you're going to be affected, and then all of a sudden, everyone at school knows about it. Mm -hmm. So I'm, uh, it's, it's kind of like investigating what started, who did what, and then getting the parents involved and making them aware of what's going on because a lot of times parents have no idea mm -hmm. um i've even had a parent say should i have my child's password to their cell phone mm -hmm. i'm like yeah <laughs> i think you should so, mm -hmm. <laughs> so absolutely it's, it's really mm -hmm. just a lot of awareness um mm -hmm. to parents about what's going on at home and how it's affecting school right and what we can actually do about it at school because mm -hmm. sometimes I mean, there are privacy issues there. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't tell a parent exactly specific names and, you know, how to contact the family and, and, mm -hmm. and things like that's, that. That's what we want to know. That's what you want to know. <laughs> right. My baby. Then, if it's on right. the other end, would you mm -hmm. want someone to know your information? So mm -hmm. it, it's kind of like if your mm -hmm. child was doing it, some parents don't want their kids to know that either. And there are laws there, you mm -hmm. know, to where we have to you know keep that private right yeah. and that's kind of a difficult thing to navigate through as well because we oftentimes have to say you know if i'm you know correcting this situation you may not know exactly what i've done or what yes. has happened mm -hmm. and you just assume nothing happened mm -hmm. you know and that's the kind of conversation we've had a lot too so mm -hmm. yeah i think going back to the kids that are most vulnerable i think a lot of it too has to do with families oh, yeah. Uh, kids that, you know, don't have good relationships with their families, mm -hmm. uh, kids that uh, kids are very vulnerable to bullying if they're bullied at home. Mm -hmm. uh, siblings, uh, you know, some family members in the home that aren't very nice that, you know, so if a kid feels like they have no control and they feel attacked and they have low self-esteem, like was what was said, then they are more vulnerable, not just to be bullied, but to be a bully. And then the other uh, factor is differences. Uh, there just isn't a lot of tolerance for difference. And mm. so there's the kid that's really quiet, mm. that you know, doesn't fit with the stereotypical you know, child mm -hmm. his or her age, mm -hmm. and they're a target. And so I think tolerating differences is big, and that, all this starts in the family. You know, mm -hmm. if, I'm, you know, if we're really being honest, it starts with a, a kid that has a healthy relationship with their family, their parents in particular, is really going to have a huge defense against being a bully, but also being bullied. Right. Uh, that's where that confidence comes in. But if they don't have that, you get a lot of kids that are struggling with anxiety, with depression, 
uh, in my counseling office that I see, uh, mental illness is very stigmatized. Mm -hmm. uh, kids that are mentally ill have a really hard time interpreting social cues correctly. And mm -hmm. there are a lot of kids that have mental illness that feel bullied, mm -hmm. that feel attacked. And honestly, that's not what's happening. Mm -hmm. But they're interpreting, they have, a, so they have an idea in their head that nobody likes me, mm -hmm. everybody's against me. And so any kind of disagreement can be considered bullying to them. Right. And so it, I, but if, if I had to say in a nutshell what it is, it's basically difference. Uh, the kid that doesn't fit with everybody else. Kids are very insecure anyway. Mm -hmm. I mean, every, you know, we're trying to figure out at that age, you're trying to figure out who you are, what right. you want to do, and what's normal. Everybody wants to be normal. Um, but the truth is, because of those insecurities, differences are just not tolerated very well. Uh, when kids are young because they're very threatening everybody's trying to be normal or average mm -hmm. and so that that really puts people in a position of vulnerability right that's so true and i would imagine kids with special needs like autism and um different right the beauty about those kids it's so interesting uh a lot of times they don't they recognize, don't recognize that they're all. being bullied right so it's, they think it's like that, teflon yeah they just don't they don't Dating see myself. it they mm -hmm. think they're laughing with them not at them that's true so you see a lot of that typically kids with autism tend to just be overly annoyed mm -hmm. with the kids around them that's and true. it's the noise factor mm -hmm. and it's it's more annoying behavior but you don't typically hear them coming in and complaining mm -hmm about bullying although that does happen i mean i'm not going to say it doesn't but right. but you would think that group would really be targeted but most of the time it's it's almost the opposite the autistic kid really has a problem mm -hmm. and they're not afraid to voice it oh yeah uh, <laughs> no with, filter with, yeah no no filter yeah, yeah. and so you see some of that as well mm -hmm. you know i think about different you know just scenarios i've seen uh body shaming mm -hmm. uh, oh yes race mm -hmm. uh if you don't come from the same socioeconomic background as somebody else and maybe, you know, the clothes that someone's wearing, mm -hmm. um, academically, you know, I remember when I was in the classroom, you know, if a kid got an answer wrong, mm -hmm. you know, and the kids were like, how could, you know, I mean, you, you I mean, I don't think there was any intent there mm -hmm. per se, but like, how could you get that wrong? Mm -hmm. You know, and you know, a kid feels bad, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, there's just a lot of different, a lot of different avenues, through which it can impact the child's psyche, mm -hmm. um, which can you know impact their perception of things. Um, you know, sometimes you know I did see times when kids were being really messed with, and mm -hmm. and I had to intervene there. You know, mm -hmm. with you know, there's just a lot of different factors that go into mm -hmm. um, the psychological aspects of mm -hmm. you know how it's impacting kids. Right. I think right. that's why it's important. Like you said, the it's the family. It mm -hmm. starts at home and. I think in this day and age, it's really hard to, um, you can't control that, of course, it, from school. that That's not something that's in your control. So mm -hmm. you hope that they come from a healthy environment. But what I'm seeing more and more is that students, um, they're not raised by their parents. Mm -hmm. They're raised mm -hmm. by grandparents, aunts, cousins, someone mm -hmm. that can be able to take care of them. And they do have some you know, examples, or maybe they're just trying to get by and they don't have the time to really go in, in depth with those issues. And so that's why my job and teachers' jobs are so important because sometimes that's the only place they can find mm -hmm. someone that talks about those things and give them some type of value mm -hmm. to it. And unfortunately, um, in this day and age, with the rhetoric that's going on, we talk about race and differences mm -hmm. it's it's really a problem I'm I mean I'm in fifth and sixth grade and I'm hearing things that I've not heard before when mm -hmm. it comes mm. to like some of the racial things that are coming up uh -huh. um, and even with my own child because she is raised in a healthier home mm -hmm. I'm able to talk to her about those things like her hair you know like someone at, and a lot of it is just observation but mm -hmm. that student could take an observation as someone bullying them right, right? Mm -hmm. or someone is saying something to be mean and not realize okay this person is actually bullying me uh, you know because of what I look like or what I'm wearing or mm -hmm. you know things like that so it's a lot of conversations that are uncomfortable but they have to be made um, at a younger age, I think some parents realize, like, they're surprised. Like, I'm supposed to talk about that now? It's like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> they're 9 and 10, and they're dealing with these things. Mm -hmm. And, you're, you know, it's just shocking, yeah. you know. Yeah, the issues that kids deal with now are nowhere near, like, what 
we have. I mean, some of the same issues are the same, but right. a lot of them are, are different now. There's a mm-hmm. lot of different dynamics, and yeah. I think kids they know more. There's so much mm-hmm. more exposure. Yeah. Well, the technology adult. has right. made yeah. them exposed. Right. I, I think about when we grew up, it's like, if I had that type of technology, no, you know, I don't know. That would have been <laughs> awful. <laughs> so, oh. you know, and you have to be very aware of your mm-hmm. behavior and, you know, things around Everybody's you. Everybody's watching and listening. Everybody's yeah. watching. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've come with recordings and pictures you would not believe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, having those hard conversations with parents it's embarrassing but I I like that my job is to help I'm really trying to advocate for the parent because mm-hmm. parents really they they are trying they mm-hmm. want to do right by their kid they just don't know what's going on the, mm-hmm. like the real culture of what's going on so just really educating them about that um, but there are parents that have been bullies like yeah. generations of people who just you know, we're not very nice. So when you're at home and you're seeing those things and you come to school, it's okay. I mean, we're adults. Think about your mm-hmm. your own culture at work and things like that. You know bullying type of adults. And mm-hmm. you think, right. I bet mm-hmm. they were bullying someone in high school. Or mm-hmm. maybe they got bullied in high school and they right. want to bully someone now. Right. You know, so it's, it's really educating them as well. I was talking to somebody the other day and... They were saying that, you know, what was the, and my parents didn't give me this advice, but this, you know, what was the advice that parents gave if somebody <laughs> hit you at school? You, you go back, back to school <laughs> and you, yeah. you show him, him whose bonds hit, hit him back. Right. Yeah. So my, my mama said, knock him out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my parents didn't mama say said, knock him out. <laughs> I'm not advocating that now. I'm just saying what happened. I'm just being real. Right. Right. That can get you shot now. Yes, right, right. Yes. And put in jail. And put in jail. Right. Yes. Um, and and severe consequences right. can yeah. happen from that. And the sad mm-hmm. because, you know, kids feel like they're backed into a wall. And, yeah. and then they want to prove I'm not, I'm not soft or mm-hmm. I'm not a snitch. You know, right. I'm not going to just tell. And that I can, can't stand Can you that. guys talk about that for a second, that mm-hmm. whole snitching mentality because that's that's huge mm-hmm. in dealing with it because you know a kid can deal with the issues mm-hmm. uh internally like suffering silently because mm-hmm. they don't want to be seen as a snitch even though they know it's wrong right but they don't want to can you guys Amy, can you talk to, to, well it all has to do with the environment once again if they're at a school where they know that it's not tolerated and they mm-hmm. have the adults backing them up they're they're not going to have a problem letting mm-hmm. the adults know where it becomes a problem is where kids don't feel like they're supported and i hear things like it's just going to make it worse nobody's going to mm. really do anything about right. it they don't want their mom or dad coming up and oh, yeah. chewing out the principal <laughs> you know, or getting anybody in trouble because a a lot of times bullying is kind of undercover. Mm -hmm. It's not something that's hugely obvious, uh, to, you know, to the adults, but, but I have seen where the adults don't tolerate it and they make that a priority, you know, that, Hey, we're not going to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, you don't see the, the issue of snitching and, and I have seen in places like that, kids actually will hold each other accountable. Right. So they'll step up and they'll say, Mm -hmm. Hey, we don't do that here. Mm -hmm. Um, my uh, 12 year old daughter was in a public school and was not doing well. She's very different. She's got Mm -hmm. some mental health concerns and then, you know, just real bad ADHD, you know, so Mm -hmm. she, she can be annoying, you know, and she knows (laughs) this. Um, but she was, you know, and because of that kind of behind socially a little bit too. So really set her up for, for, you know, and then she's biracial. So really setting her up to have some issues. Well, at her school, the bullying was done very covertly Mm. and she would tell teachers, but they just, everybody was telling and the teachers were like, you guys stop tattling, just go, go, Mm. go, go. And they weren't seeing it. Oh, So she started to become somewhat of a bully too. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just one of those things where you got to survive. You're going to be bullied or you be, you know, you be bullied or you are the bully. Mm -hmm. And when we switched her to a more conservative, very low ratio, a Christian, you know, kind of environment, uh, you know, that for instance, her classroom, it was 12 kids to two, to mm. two teachers. Wow. You know, wow. So, yeah, pretty, pretty That's impressive nice. and expensive, <laughs> I might add. Right. You, that costs money. <laughs> right, right. Which is why the public schools can't do that. Right. You know, they would love to as well, but it costs a lot of money. Yes. But what I'm going to say is that at this school, it is not tolerated, and it's very clear, 
And she came home and was telling me, I can't act that way at this school. Mm. You know, the other kids will call me out. That's awesome. Uh, the principal will call me out. Mm -hmm. The teachers will call me out. They care a lot about my character. Mm -hmm. And they're, you know, they keep me accountable. Yeah. That makes all the difference. So they will talk about it when they're in an environment where they have that support. Yeah, I'm blessed to say that um, we, we started capturing kids' hearts um, at our school campus and it has made a big difference on mm -hmm. students holding other students accountable because right. I think it's more powerful when another student saying hey they we call it giving them a foul you know and saying hey that's not right Absolutely. and you call them straight out mm -hmm. and it's not anything to be disrespectful it's right. to say I see something that's not right and you need to correct it with mm -hmm. some type of affirmation and that has changed a lot in our culture with the way that we don't, well, first we don't tolerate bullying, but mm -hmm. it helps teachers see mm -hmm. who are the ones that are really doing it. Because I, you know, as a teacher, it is hard. Sometimes you get those students that are constantly tattling mm -hmm. and you're like, what is true and what's not right. true. And right. I came from elementary to intermediate. Elementary, your hard nose, don't mm -hmm. tattle. Mm -hmm. Well, intermediate, we're saying, no, no, tattle. <laughs> you know, like we're trying to go backwards, and the kid's right. like, well, what do we do? I right. mean, we're told not to tattle. Now we're supposed mm -hmm. to tattle. You know, I'm mm -hmm. a snitch now if I do. Right. But we're making it more comfortable that when you do say something, something, some type of action is going to happen. Mm -hmm. Now, the problem is, what does that action look like? Mm -hmm. You know, students look for punitive damages. Right. Like, I want to see them, you know, suffer. Suffer. I want to see <laughs> right. the principal dragging them by the ear. To, you know, they want to see it, uh -huh. and they don't see it. So then mm -hmm. sometimes it gives them that feeling of, I can't say anything because mm -hmm. they didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. And so we we have made it a, a, a job of ours to say, hey, we may not tell, you know, you may not know what's going on, but we are taking care of it. Right. If it's still happening, you know, then you need to let us know because that's retaliation mm -hmm. and it becomes right. a bigger deal. So we, we try to make that happen, but it's definitely hard, you know, mm -hmm. when you have more students right. and, you know, different backgrounds and cultures and stuff like Absolutely. that. So I think um, the tattling, too, if I could just say something about that. We, you know, we tell our kids, I've done this as a parent, you know, <laughs> you guys need to work it out. You yes. quit tattling. Yeah. But you know what I've learned just in my counseling experience and working with other families and, and even the principal um, at the school that my daughter's at, I'm changing the way I do that now because really the bottom line is kids tattle when they're little because they really don't know what to do. Right. And they're coming to you with the problem. <clears throat> and so the best thing really to do is to sit with them as annoying as it is because they can tattle nonstop <laughs> to sit and problem solve with them and help them. Because mm. when you tell kids to go work it out on their own, if a kid doesn't have the skills to do that, mm -hmm. that's when you get bullying. That's mm -hmm. when you get, well, let me just punch you. Let mm -hmm. me just say something hateful. Uh, let me just resort to my emotional my emotional response to this and just get what I need, screaming. That's mm -hmm. what mine do. Yes. Mine will just scream at each other if if there's no direction. Or and hit. So, <laughs> yeah, so right. it, it, it is yeah. worth taking the time when they're young, but mm -hmm. if they are coming, really try not to, hey, don't tattle, don't tattle. But you want your kids to talk to you, and that sets the foundation for later mm -hmm. because this is the issue, right? We have kids that don't shut up when they're little, but then when they're teenagers, we can't get them to talk at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it's years of, hey, go work that out. Stop tattling. You mm -hmm. figure it out. You know, you need to they go inward. Mm -hmm. Right. So they do. Yeah. They start to go inward and mm -hmm. they start, you know, they if they need the help, they're going to find it. And if you're not going to, they'll find it elsewhere. They sure will. That's true. Right. And so you're fostering. You're, you, every time we need to look at it is we're planting seeds for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you can foster it, it is a lot of work. I'm not <laughs> perfect at it either. But taking the time to sit down and talk with them and help them process it and help mm -hmm. them problem solve, not tell them what to do. But, but kind of as a teacher, have these conversations with your kids. And it's very tempting for parents, especially when the kids are little, to blow it off and say, oh, that's not a big deal. You wait. You know, yeah. real problems when you get older. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but to them, it is a real it problem. A real and so meeting them where they're at, talking to them, that is going to pay off dividends later when they're teenagers and they come to you mm -hmm. and 
they look at you as the primary resource and not their friends because my parent listens mm -hmm. and they will help me process <coughs> this through. Mm -hmm. So just a little side note on the tattling and especially yeah. with all that's going on in our schools and everywhere, um, people really don't know how to handle conflict. Right. It's very obvious. Adults don't know how and to it's handle probably, conflict. Right, and it's probably because we were raised in a generation that was don't tattle, go mm -hmm. figure it out, right. go punch them, mm -hmm. right. you know, yeah. make them do what you want them to do. Control. And <laughs> control yeah. is big. Uh, yeah. And so now, you know, there's just so much more insecurity now with uh, social media and just the state of our, our world that mm -hmm. insecurity is breeding the this bully and this I don't know what to do in conflict yeah, that's the reason why I became a counselor as mm -hmm. a teacher I got a lot of emotional and social issues mm -hmm. and it, it just became overwhelming and I'm thinking I, I want to work on that I want to <laughs> yeah. get students to see okay it's a way you can solve conflicts there's that's a right. you know there's other things you can do than just you know be quiet or you know try to figure it out on your own right. or whatever mm -hmm. so that's the reason why i became a counselor um unfortunately in schools it's hard to when you go in the classrooms at counselors and you work on things like that and then teachers are very focused on academic skills mm -hmm. and so you know trying to get a program where teachers have the time right. to sit down and have those conversations about this is how you work things out. I want to listen to you. And teachers are, you know, they are doing, you know, creative things like creating tattle boxes and, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. But, I, you know, I really wish they had more time to incorporate it in their own classroom besides just me coming into the classroom mm -hmm. to help them with that. Because it is a big deal. And I think younger, mm -hmm. the better. If they can learn it at a younger age they can mm -hmm. continue to carry it with them and we mm -hmm. say that it takes a village but right. the, the the one profession that <laughs> i really feel the worst for are teachers because yeah, teachers. teachers are just given everything yeah you know you need to be a parent to yeah. these kids yep. you need to educate them you need to be their counselor their and their nurse <laughs> they cannot do it all right. and then they are thrown in you know with with so many children so the the classroom situation is not ideal right. and so I have the utmost respect for for teachers that are in there day in and day out that never give up that mm -hmm. work with such limited resources mm -hmm. and just try to look at you know take one child at a time mm -hmm. um, they really are the heroes you know of our community right now but I feel like we've overtaxed them they yeah, just absolutely. it's just impossible for them to do everything that they are being asked to do mm -hmm. I know a lot of the challenges I had in the classroom uh, if there were issues of bullying a lot of it was happening uh, away from me so it would be at lunch mm -hmm. it would be on the playground at recess unstructured time yeah, yeah. Very, very <laughs> where I'm, I'm not around mm -hmm. you yeah, know when right. I take my break uh -huh. I'm on my break mm -hmm. <laughs> right. um, and and so uh, then we would get a phone call from a parent about these issues that are happening. And this is the first I've heard of them, mm -hmm. you know, because I'm not sitting there at the table with them or out there playing with my, well, I used to play with the kids, but, mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, a lot of the challenges came from that. And then, you know, sometimes the parents would say, well, you know, how come you haven't dealt with it? Well, mm -hmm. I, I haven't heard it, Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, so if I haven't heard of the issue, you know, and I always told my parents, if if it comes to me mm -hmm. and if i hear of it i, I address it, it. Mm -hmm. and i address it immediately uh but what i was you know what encouraged you know uh, parents to do is if there's something happening um you know to communicate with the teachers as well to let them know mm -hmm. uh because you know once i knew then you know again no we're in light of what we just talked about with the snitching and stuff but if teachers don't know yeah. what's happening, then they can't address it. It's right. undercover. Uh, yes. and I, I think uh, I get what you're saying. And I, I get a lot of those conversations um, as a counselor. Like mm -hmm. they won't even call the teacher. They're like, I want to talk to you and tell you that um, my student was bullied all year and no one did anything. And it's Ooh. like, whoa, 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 whoa. What happened? You know, and so I, it's just giving us the benefit of the doubt you know yeah. call us email us communicate um, communicate with us i think this is going on because i'm a parent as well and sometimes we know our kids come home and they can elaborate very much mm -hmm. to the point where you're you're frustrated you're mad now you want right. to go to the school right now because right. my kid is in tears they're never in tears you know but you got to stop and really assess the situation and and call the stu the school and try to get in contact with the teacher mm -hmm. or wherever the you know wherever it happened mm -hmm. to see what you can do because 
I agree. It happens in unstructured time. It happens on the way home. Like if you're a walker, right. you go right. home. Oh yeah, on the on bus. The bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm so thankful. Our bus um, transportation they handle discipline mm-hmm. within their department now because they have cameras and things right. like that. Oh, so sometimes they call us and say, "Hey, we had to handle someone, mm-hmm. and we just wanted you to know." You know. All right. Well, we have a caller. Let's see. Hi, caller. Hello. Hi. Hello. Who's uh, what? Tell us. Tell us your name and where you're calling from. My name is Leticia, and I'm calling from Sacramento, California. Excellent. What's your question? So I wanted to call in because um, Danita actually uh, we spoke not too long ago, and we were talking about bullying and. I was sharing my story. Um, my son, when he was in second grade, was bullied, and the the school actually never told me that he was being bullied, and they knew he was being bullied. Oh, mm. that's different. It was it was it came up in conversation sometime. It was a couple of weeks after an incident had happened where this little boy spat in my son's face. Oh, oh no. <laughs> so sorry. So and they were in, and they were in the same classroom. So I actually had to make them do something about it. And you all are right. They treat it differently these days. I asked if it was possible to sit down with his parents so that you know the principal was the mediator and we could get on the same you know same page so that our kids would fare better off especially because they were in the same classroom and they don't do that Mm -hmm. so i never knew what his parents looked like i never had a conversation with his parents um the kid came and went on his own (laughs) oh boy you you know what just kind of adding to that a lot of times um if it's not done the right way Mm -hmm. schools can just deal with it in-house without ever even notifying the parents of something that happened. It could be, you know, little things. It's one thing, you know, there's things that are, that are, you know, higher up on the, you know, as far as issues go. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes schools may not communicate. Um, and to your point, you know, just encouraging families to, to talk with uh, the teachers, mm-hmm. uh, to communicate with your child to find out what's going on and, you know, and kind of, you know, you, you know your children. Mm-hmm. And if they're holding something back, mm-hmm. to encourage them to talk about it and let them know that it is it is a safe place to talk with you. Uh, but that's so unfortunate that the school didn't do that. And mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately, you know, schools do it right and schools don't do it right sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, just keeping that line of communication open with the teachers mm-hmm. and with your child and with the administration. Um, it's so so critical. I'm so sorry that happened to to your child. What ended up? How this? How did it end? Um. So they after I contacted the superintendent mm-hmm. because they because the principal was not moving. She was not going to do anything. Um. And so he spoke with her, and what she started having the boys do is. I guess come into her office and um, do some kind of activities around getting to know one another and stuff. I'm not even sure exactly what she was doing, um, but I know that it came to a head for my son. So we we all have um, or have had dreadlocks in our family. So, Mm -hmm. um, So... my son was bullied to a point where he was like, well, if I just cut my hair off within this little mm. Oh, yeah. that's so unfortunate. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and, and, and they were in the same classroom. I was like, can you like- At least like, move him? Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. They wouldn't do that. They wouldn't do that. So, um, so it dissipated over time, I guess, because of whatever she was having them do. But I'm not even clear on what she was having them do. Um, but I, but I've always had open communication with his teachers. I would drop my son off to his classroom line, you know, speak to the teachers, come and pick him up, you know, speak to the teachers. Mm-hmm. So it was just, it was disconcerting to me that no one had told me about that incident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because wow. I, I kind of feel like if the shoe was on the other foot, if my son would have done that. He would have been suspended. Mm-hmm.
Right. Yeah, that's um, that's hard. <laughs> that's hard to hear because um, I just can't imagine just sitting on that and not doing anything. Um, and you were you were advocating for your students, so I think that that's the best start that we can say. I mean, everyone has their bullying laws. There are things out there that we are supposed to do, but it's the way we interpret them and and how we put them in place and procedures. Um, Mm -hmm. I know with my school district, um, we do have to notify you about uh, the results of things that happen if we did an investigation. So even if we couldn't get you guys together to mediate, because unfortunately Mm -hmm. the other party has to kind of agree to that, there still should have been a result sent to you about, hey, this is what we're going to do. Here's some actions that we can do. Here's some ideas that we have that can help you. And, and so I hate that it didn't happen for you. And, you know, that makes me sad because you're right. If something else happened and your you know son turned around and hit that student, then we would be right. in a whole nother situation. Right. And it might not even turn out the same. So I, I, I'm sorry that happened, you know, to your son. Um, but I can tell you that that's not, (laughs) you know, we, we, that's, that's not happening everywhere, hopefully, Mm -hmm. you know, but, you know, just continue being an advocate and hopefully things will change with your situation. Mm -hmm. That could be a catalyst to change other people's situation, especially when the superintendent is involved. Uh, maybe that'll help them speed up a process of changing the way they handle those things in that school district. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I think another oh, yeah. another thing that you've brought up with this that I think is huge is where we've come from. It used to be that teachers and parents were on the same team oh, yeah. right. mm-hmm. and that it was a village. Right. Mm-hmm. And I do feel that now uh, there is a lot of insecurity and fear from the teachers about how parents are going to respond, what's going to happen, or is there going to be a lawsuit so teachers Mm -hmm. are not able to be as free as they were before and you know to be honest with you know you're not the example of this but there are a lot of examples where you know the parents are not supportive of the teacher at all Mm -hmm. and so any kind of hey your child is having an issue with this can turn into a very angry uh interchange yeah and so i think i mean what this all what this all goes down to is that we all need to we all want kids to do well none of us want kids to be bullied and that's the truth but we need to put our fears our insecurities aside and really start building those bridges again and really come together teachers parents uh, students come together it we can all solve the problem if we can come together and really communicate and just go back to the basics let's mm-hmm. remember the basics yes and i think if that could happen right. you know that it, it would make a profound difference yeah, the kids absolutely. are waiting for for us adults to take the initiative mm-hmm. and the leadership mm-hmm. in that yeah we want them to get along but then we're not getting along and right they, anytime wow. they see that like a student that is bullying another student if they see that there's no communication or no team mm-hmm. they they find that out they're like oh i can get on my parents mm-hmm. right. you know, side and mm-hmm. you know try to get them on my side and then it becomes a huge mm-hmm. ordeal so I, I do agree i think that we all need to become a team again right so that um more communication can happen and you would have known this mm-hmm. happening before mm-hmm. you know it got to that point right so well thank you for adding to the conversation lakeisha mm-hmm. we yes, appreciate your call yes. yeah, thank you you're welcome. Thank you. Okay, take care. Um, this kind of begs the question of what if your child is the bully? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, because, you know, sometimes we'd have issues in school and I would contact the mm-hmm. parents <laughs> and they'd say, not my baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> right. You see, because at home they don't right. do this. Or I know that they do that. What do you want me to do? Right. Mm. Oh, yeah. Both of those happen. <laughs> fix it. Look, what I, am I supposed to do about it? I can't it? fix it. Well, and I had, I like I said, I have a daughter that was bullying. Mm. And I can tell you, and, and just in my, I, I see a lot of bullies in my office, you know, as a counselor. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are kids that are angry. These are kids that are insecure. These are kids that um, are struggling. Um, a lot of times, I hate to say it, but with attention deficit, mm-hmm. uh, hyperactivity disorder, ADHD, 
A lot of kids are impulsive when they have that. Mm -hmm. Um, But kids are insecure and feel like they have no control. So I always tell people, basically, the behavior you see is usually the opposite of what's going on on the inside. Yeah, that's good. So you have a bully that is trying to gain control, tell everybody what to do. Putting people down. Why? It's not because they're confident and they're super secure. Mm. It's because they're very insecure. They don't have the confidence. They don't really really like who they are Mm -hmm. and they don't think that they're good at anything and they also a lot of times feel like they have no control that's the they feel like they have no control Mm -hmm. and so it's an effort to gain control Mm -hmm. and there's many reasons for that you know could be family i you know we do our best to raise our kids when we do not tolerate bullying i did not know my daughter was bullying Mm -hmm. until after you know, at this new school, now she's like, oh, I can't do that anymore. Um, and she she feels really bad yeah. now because she she said, you know, I was just trying to fit in. I just, yeah. and it was that insecurity. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any control. I tried this. I tried that. I wasn't successful. Mm-hmm. But when I decided to just be the worst kid, when I decided to just be the kid that bullied everybody, people started to leave me alone. Mm-hmm. People started mm-hmm. to laugh. You know, they started to think I was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a survival. We have a lot of kids in school today that are just trying to survive. And, yeah. a, to, and it's also a lot of attention-seeking behavior, yes. too. I mean, and right. it's easy to fall in that trap. It I is. mean, like with social media, I want mm-hmm. I want people to see me. I, I want uh, my friends to, mm-hmm. to know that I'm good at this, you right. know, or whatever. <laughs> so it, it's not by – I think sometimes it is by – not accident, but you kind of get into becoming a bully by – way of trying to get some type of feedback and you're not getting it somewhere or Mm -hmm. you're feeling you know incompetent Mm -hmm. you know so i agree the bully is not the bad kid you know people think Mm -hmm. oh the bully's the bad kid from the bad family sometimes surprisingly the bullies (laughs) are the ones you you know a lot of the bullies are hurting the bullies Mm -hmm. are not the bad kids the bullies are giving you their pain that's Mm -hmm. what they're giving you and that's how they're relating to you because that's all they have to give Mm. you know in in uh you know in the christian faith uh one of the things that speaks so strongly to me is we give what we have Mm -hmm. So you cannot give somebody life, joy, peace, happiness Mm, if you don't have it. Mm, So mm -hmm. the bully doesn't have it. And Mm -hmm. so it's not, you know, and and just like in the Christian faith, I mean, it's, you know, the law, you know, throwing the book at them doesn't really change anybody. Mm -hmm. That doesn't give them love, joy, peace, and all all the the good stuff that we want to see in people. Mm -hmm. What does it is relationship. What does it is meeting somebody where they're at figuring out where what is the issue you you have all this pain where's that coming from how can i build into you love joy and it takes somebody that has that Mm -hmm. to come alongside and and work that in so the bully isn't even the enemy the bully is a symptom of the problem at large that we have here i think i could have become a bully because i was bullied um Mm -hmm. in seventh grade and seventh and eighth grade was really hard for me because I made a change over to a different school district Mm -hmm. and but I had a mentor Miss Valentine Mm. I can say her because I know she's retired now but (laughs) she really took me in under her wing and helped me you know get my self-confidence up Mm -hmm. like just get me involved in sports you know Mm -hmm. you're gonna run track I was like I don't even like track okay I'm gonna run track (laughs) so you know I think mentors Mm. you know people that can surround see what's happening and just kind of put their arms around them and say you know what I see what's going on with you let's work on that Mm -hmm. I don't want you to go the wrong way Mm -hmm. you know because it's tough to to keep your self-confidence get good grades Make sure you're a good daughter. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're not fighting with your sibling. Right. I mean, that is a hard a job pressure. Yeah. For, and mm-hmm. pressure for kids nowadays. Um, and so, and we talked about testing before all this started. I mean, there is a ton of pressure on right. students and anxiety. Anxiety Absolutely. is the biggest issue that I deal mm-hmm. with on a daily basis with kids and adults. Yep, me too. So, you know, <laughs> if we got to get that pressure down so uh-huh. they can work on themselves and then they can be better people, mm-hmm. you know. What I have, a, I have so many swirling questions in my head. We could I'm go really, to hour two, but we really could because <laughs> we, you and I both experienced bullying, and I experienced bullying from middle school until Ooh. till junior mm-hmm. year, and I finally got it uh-huh. senior year and said, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> 
at you. Yeah, it it kind of clicks in your it head. Clicked, like, uh-huh. So I was like, look, I don't have much longer here. And, you know, I love what you said about your mentor got you mm-hmm. to get involved in some things. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that that helps a whole lot because mm-hmm. uh, you, if you join a club with like-minded people mm-hmm. or a sport or something mm-hmm. like that, you gain yeah. some friends. Yeah. And, um, and also, if you figure out that you're good at something that right. helps with your self-esteem right. mm-hmm. so just joining into some things mm-hmm. and um well relationship yeah. relationship That's what's absolutely lagging. and i know yeah. with the social media just explosion mm-hmm. it's those aren't real relationships and it's loneliness mm-hmm. right. that's right. happening you know right. you think you've got all these right. friends but you're really lonely but no we're big on extracurricular i love that we're yeah. pushing that more because i i'm believing the well-rounded child right mm-hmm. and so you do have to find your niche like what is it that I'm really good at? Right. And then surround yourself people who are like-minded. Right. right. Um, because my mom, Lord, I love her. I mean, she was a single mother. She worked hard, but she worked a lot. And her thing was, just don't have a school call me, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I believe your teacher. That's pretty much what yeah. I got. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I had, you know, my mentor helped me fill in those gaps. And then right. my mom also said if she saw me down, hey, you're better than that. Yeah. You know, yeah. you have a family and you you are representing the family. Right. So I always felt like I had some type of um, commitment mm-hmm. going on when I went to school. So she right. really instilled that in me uh, to keep going. But it, it, it's hard. I mean. Mm-hmm. We only have 30 seconds, oh, unfortunately, no. I know. But I want to get one more question in um, to Lakeisha's point. What do you do if you don't feel like the school is doing what needs to be done is not progressing? the issue I mean you have to be an advocate for your child so she did go to the superintendent um I hate to go over Mm -hmm. the head a lot of times but you know make sure you put in that information email everyone that you can go up and be a presence at the school um and and see what you can do um but and look at the laws look at what the school is doing and also the overall law of everything and then talk to your student about exactly what's going on so you can be able to have a a real idea you know talk to the student and your teacher but that's a hard that was a hard one that was a hard one yeah Yeah. all right well unfortunately we are out of time thank you guys so much for joining us Um, us. we always want to let you guys know what's going on with noggin Uh, with noggin educational foundation we do offer 12 sessions of free tutoring this is a teacher coming to your home and helping you with whatever subject you are challenged with um, so um, j- see our website, nogginfoundation.org, for more information about that. And we would also love for you to donate to Noggin Educational Foundation. Just a dollar a day will provide 75 books, a semester of free tutoring, or summer program supplies. So uh, go to our, our website, nogginfoundation.org. What's going on with Noggin Education Coaching? All right, so... I know I've been talking about cooking in the kitchen for quite a while now, and I'm pulling out the oven. Uh, this week, uh, I'll be launching uh, uh, an on-demand webinar uh, titled Slipping, the five shifts that every family must make to avoid an academic slip. We're going to address it from the home front, uh, some of the challenges that, that families go through, and then how to address them, some practical tips that families can apply immediately to help their child from home. Um, and so... Um, if you are interested, just go to info at schooldazedshow.com, and I can send you the link directly. Um, and looking forward to sharing this with the world. Awesome. <laughs> Next week's show, we're going to welcome Miss Valerie Gill. She's also known as the Scholarship Lady, and she'll share with us tips and strategies for attaining money for college. Money. Money, <laughs> money, 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 money. <laughs> Uh, But we always like to end our show by saying that we are parenting by grace. We depend on God to give us the wisdom and the strength that we need to raise our kids into flourishing adults. And if you'd like to know more about that, please email me at info at schooldaysshow.com. Have a great week.